Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my goal-oriented daughter and co-host Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. So, Lauren, you're feeling goal-oriented today? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I find like in the wintertime, it's harder to, uh, you know, find all of the the energy from new goals, but you're not alone with that. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the low, the low light, uh, you know, when it's dark at four thirty, five o'clock, seems like the day's over, and you kind of want yeah. to just pack it in. Where in the summertime, you seem to, you know, just get you know, phase two comes about after five o'clock. Yeah, you know, and like uh, the first nice day of the year, and everyone gets motivated to clean their home. It's like the the most bizarre. Oh, spring I cleaning. I miss that one. I never get that that day. You don't get that? No. Oh no. man. I find no. it to be very odd where the weather actually encourages you to have new goals for a new start. Okay. I'll stop being a pig pen. Oh, listen, we we missed last week. And I know I, I it was like terrible. Uh, you know, it just it was just one of those things. We both had commitments and it was a last minute thing. And and we both missed last week, and it was it was not easy, you know, because we we're kind of creatures of continuity, aren't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we like our routines. Yeah, we That's sure true. do. You know, whether it's brushing our teeth or you know getting to the gym or taking a shower, it just seems that you know when when we set up a routine, whether we're going for a goal or just like our goal is to do a weekly podcast, when something interrupts the routine. It, it kind of, it's, it causes stress because you, what is it about continuity that we just make it want to happen and, mm -hmm. and it becomes motivating in itself where you don't want to miss, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it builds momentum and the, the more momentum you have, the more you trust that you're not going to mess up your, your goal. Are you saying we might mess up our podcast today? No, not at all. I mean, we're back. So that's, that's the most important part. Yeah, but sometimes but, when people like go to the gym and they miss a day, then they feel like they're back to zero and they're starting yeah. all over. That's discouraging. But exactly. That's how I feel today. We missed last week. We had a whole string of podcasts lasting for the last one, 18 years. What has it been? 18. It feels kind of like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that expression that uh, you fall six times, get up seven, oh, yeah. something like that? Seven, seven times down, eight times up. Mm. It was yeah. one number off. I have to say, you're, when you're talking about routines and that we're all creatures of habit and routine, I think that I'm slightly different because I actually crave freedom and spontaneity. And yet there's a part of me that understands that I need routine in order to follow through. Mm -hmm. So I think my mind is much more creative than it is logical. So if if it were up to my 
if I were just following my heart all the time, I would just kind of be like this whimsical creature. But I somehow know that in order to live productively, I have to have routine. You would be a whimsical creature. <laughs> yeah, I, would I think I would, I would. I should write that down, whimsical creature. But, yes. but you bring up a very good point, and that's that we're not all solely routine-oriented. We do have that spontaneity. So there's, there's really two sides to, I would say, most of us where we do flourish and motivate ourselves with routines, but but not everything needs to be a routine. So, yeah, you bring up a very, very good point there. So we're talking about goals today, and I'd like to introduce it with a song. I'm always chasing rainbows. This is by this is sung by Perry Como. It's a rather old song. But let let me just uh, play it for you, because this is a song about a guy that that just can't figure out why things aren't happening in his life. So let's play a few bars, and then I'll I'll come back. Why have I always been a failure? What can the reason be? I wonder if the world's to blame. I wonder if it could be me. Why have I always been a failure? What can the reason be? I wonder if the world's to blame. I wonder if it could be me. Mm. You know, and I think that's, you know, it's people do chase rainbows. These are the goals in life. And uh, sometimes, and it brings us to a very good point. Sometimes it's the rainbows that are kind of unrealistic. But did you like that song? Yeah, I did. And I think there's like a very important distinction between a dream and a goal, because chasing a rainbow to me sounds more like a dream, something that isn't necessarily attainable, uh, whereas a goal is something that you can actually take steps towards achieving. Mm -hmm. Okay, good, good distinction. So we need to know what we're striving toward, but it has to be realistic. Now, if I were to say to you, Lauren, when we finish this podcast today, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to start flapping my arms and I'm going to fly. What would you say to me? <laughs> well, I would say be careful because you're probably going to fall. <laughs> we'll be back to PT. <laughs> so, so, so it's not going to it's probably not going to happen, right? Probably not. Although I always say to my kids in school, we always talk about, you know, whatever you can, what you can dream, you can do. I think it's what Walt Disney said. If you can dream it, you can do it. Mm. And I do believe that is true in some ways too. Like you create your own reality. So while we can't make ourselves fly, like there are all, you know, the Wright brothers figured out how to make (laughs) themselves fly just in a different way. So it might not be always you know, the way yeah. that we want it, but there's always ways to accomplish our dreams when we set goals to get there. Now you can see me right now. We're, we're on video zoom, Lauren and I, you can see me right now. Yeah. Okay. Now watch. Yeah. Oh gosh. He's trying to fly. <laughs> I just did. You, you no. just levitated <laughs> out of your chair. That was amazing. So we need to be realistic. <laughs> Flapping your arms and wanting to fly is not po- really possible. 
considering the laws of gravity and Isaac Newton, we, we, we really have to find more, more realistic goals. However, we need to also ask, uh, what do I want to do, but why? So let's talk about realistic goals and why we pursue them. What do you think about uh, why we want to do certain things? Do we have to figure that out first? Yeah, I think the why is the driving factor because when when things get difficult, if you don't hold on to the reason you're doing it, it's far too easy to abandon the goal. Mm-hmm. So there's two kinds of, um, I guess, motivations. One is extrinsic, goals that come in from the outside. And the other is intrinsic, something of personal desire and and fulfillment. Which goals do you think motivate you more? Well, I guess extrinsic motivators help in the short term, but I think with like big long-term goals, it has to be intrinsic Mm -hmm. because the extrinsic motivators will fall away in time. Well, no. Yeah, no, no. Essentially, you're absolutely right. But there are extrinsic goals that sometimes are lifelong, you know, the pursuit of money, uh, security, uh, relationships, you know, th- these can be lifelong external pursuits mm. that do correlate with intrinsic, you know, our desire for control and safety is, is you know, manifested in having the security to, to put food on the table and stuff like that. So, so I guess where I come down on that is if you could meld extrinsic with intrinsic, you know, then you've kind of got it all. Yeah. But I think if you dig deeper into that too, it's like if your goal is to make money uh, and the reason why is to put food on the table, like the intrinsic motivator there is really to support your family. Mm-hmm. Extrinsic is the money, but that's just like the means to get to the intrinsic right. motivation. Yeah, it's when it's when the extrinsic is driven by insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, then it's a quest for power. Uh, you know, it's a quest for, you know, dominance, whatever that might be. So yeah, because how many people make money and then they reach their goal and then it's like, okay, well, let me reinvest and make more money and more money and more. And there's never actually a time where they feel satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always getting the the bigger house, the bigger house. Isn't it? uh, Your your, your friend Eckhart Tolle talks about. uh, (laughs) I like how you call him my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You have a little house with all your stuff in it, and then and then you need a bigger house, and then you got to get more stuff to put in the bigger house, and then you go on and on and on, uh, always mm-hmm. thinking that you need more and more and more, because we're we're trying to meet our our inner needs externally, right? So, and we're often surprised when the thing that we think we want doesn't actually bring us the satisfaction or the joy that we expected, and so then we think we need more and more. Are you flying again? Oh no. <laughs> we, should, we should do some video recordings once in a while. I think we really should. <laughs> so I should not be the only one witnessing this. <laughs> well, that, uh, so so intrinsic, extrinsic, uh, it's it's important because I think when you start to, you know, make your little, you know, list of the things you want to accomplish today, tomorrow in your life, I think it's important to be realistic. I think it's important to ask why. And I think it's important to understand that sometimes our goals are driven by nefarious factors in our in our mind, not necessarily fulfilling factors or, or actual actualization kinds of stuff. 
I mentioned the, the quest for power status. You know, you just you want to you know get get that degree or or that that fancy car because you want the neighbors to say, "Woohoo! Wow! Look at that guy driving down the block." <laughs> you don't have that problem, right? You're not into power status. No. 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 Not so much. Not so much at all. You're you're a pretty well grounded person, I must say. Why? Thank you. Yeah, even Same as a, to you. Even as a kid, you were never. Uh, one to uh, you know, just preen around and wanting to, you know, just be beautiful. You you wanted to get out there and rough it up and have fun and just enjoy yourself. Are you saying I'm not beautiful? I never would say that, Lauren. We were beautiful okay. extrinsically and intrinsically. Oh, thanks. Okay. Uh, and and I sincerely mean that. <laughs> or you wouldn't you wouldn't be on this podcast, or I wouldn't be I wouldn't ask you to do video conferencing. <laughs> all right so let's move on uh i i kind of think we're greedy in, in, in so many ways and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to be greedy as a human being but sometimes you know we we tend to pursue you know a whole array of goals you know we, we've got this juggling going on you know i need to get that degree and i need to read that book and i need to run a marathon and i need need to clean the house you know sometimes we have all these goals is that a good thing or a bad thing i'm guilty of that all the time really? um I, I i i stumble on this one because i feel like typically when i set one goal i want to set a whole bunch of them because for me it's this idea of like okay how do i how do i alter my identity or how do I change who I am to make myself better? And typically there's more than one thing that I think of that I want to do at one time. Uh, it's like, get up earlier, journal, go to the gym every day, make sure you're cooking healthy food. It's like all of these things that go together to, to make this idea of what's going to make me so that, a better person. So it's not a, it's not a bad thing though, right? Um, I think it can be because it can lead to failure quickly. <laughs> uh, if you're trying to like uproot all of your systems and patterns all, all at once, like it's very rare that you can do that for more than a couple of days without finding a problem. Okay. Yeah. So, so when you overextend yourself, but you know what I was thinking while you were saying that um, a lot of goals uh, have like discrete chunks of time that we can address just that goal. Mm. Like if, if I want to write a book, and, and I put aside three hours every morning. And then at noontime, I put aside time to do some exercise. And then at uh, four o'clock, I put out some time to fly, flap my arms and fly. <laughs> but those are discrete goals. They're not, yeah. they're not kind of overlapping in a sense, right? I agree. So, but I think probably the more, the more effective way to introduce those goals would be to do one for one week you commit to the book writing and then you continue that and then you add on the wing flapping um so that you can retrain your brain slowly to accept all these changes as opposed to just like hijacking all your old ways of being because those habits are going to try to come back hmm. and it's difficult if you're yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you're trying to uproot your whole system yeah at one time remember we almost wrote a book together no Oh, oh, on the the, uh, the the thing, the, the little origami critter. Yeah, the crane, and then also the the hearty and the brainy. How the heart and the brain connect. Yeah, that was great. It was good. We, we have should to revisit that. Yeah, you should revisit that, of course. 
So what, what the heck were we just talking about before I, I pulled You were talking up? about should you... Oh, multiple set, goals. Yes. Okay. So, so it's not a bad idea, but like you say, sometimes if you want to really maximize a goal... It helps to be focused and dedicated to that goal, but but in a in a realistic way, put it into you know a, a routine wouldn't wouldn't hurt at all, right? Once once you become in a routine, like getting up and jogging if you want to do a 5k race or something, you know, that mm-hmm. routine will facilitate that goal. So it's okay to have multiple goals. We're not saying, yes. you know, you don't have to be, you know, just one thing at the exclusion of everything else in life. You know what it is? I just th- thought of it. I think it's, I think it builds your self, your, your trust with yourself. If you start with one goal and you follow through on it, you start to learn that you can trust yourself, that just the way you could trust like your best friends or family members, it's like you grow that muscle of trust. And so mm-hmm. when your alarm goes off and it's time to like work out, you know, you're not going to turn it off and go back to sleep because you've developed that trust with yourself. Like you owe it to yourself to get up. And so once you prove that to yourself and then you add another goal on, it's like, okay, I I trust myself that this is important and I'm going to follow through on it. Um, Whereas I think when you start too much at once, it's so much easier to just lose that commitment. Yeah. And one of the reasons we, we tend to bite off more than we can chew initially is this whole concept of what I call infatuation. Once the infatuated period is going, that's when we come nose to nose with the legitimacy of what we're seeking. And that's where you either then pursue and commit or cease and deny. Oh, you what I'm saying that we usually start up, I'm going to go to the gym and get this tremendous shape and I'm going to lose my gut and I'm going to get blah, 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 blah. And that's the infatuated period. And, and boom, the statistics show us that the New Year resolution people who say, I'm going to go to a gym and sign up, something like 80 plus percent of those people quit by the month of February. Mm. So we have this infatuated, you know, vaulted desire to do A, B, C, or D. And then once that leaves us, that infatuated desire, then we're really facing, well, am I willing to pay the price? And as, yeah. you, as you say, it's self-trust, self-discipline. Yeah. And it's also, I think, celebrating small accomplishments along the way. Because like what you were just referring to, the infatuation dream is like, okay, I'm going to get this thing and it's going to happen really quickly. Um, I think t- like when you're realistic about the t- like the time constraints or the time mm-hmm. that it takes to accomplish something. Yeah, we, t- we tend to over-exaggerate, don't we, in the beginning? Or we tend to negate that it's going to take three years to get there. We 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 just have this inflated feeling. I can, I can do this. This is going to be great. And we tend to push aside the reality constrictions that may come into play because we want this. We want it so badly. We'll just yeah. plow ahead. Yeah. I had a friend recently tell me that they were going on a this like crash diet for a full month and they were going to lose like 30 pounds and in a month. And that was the, that was the goal, (laughs) Um, which just obviously sounds incredibly unhealthy, but also I think, I think it's just unreal. Like it's unfair because when that doesn't happen, then the goal of weight loss is going to be, they're going to feel like a failure. Yeah. Dieting and weight loss. That's, that's really, uh, I think most people can relate to that, that we, we usually set dietary goals. What's that coming out of your mouth? <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing with my gum. 
<laughs> See, we really are playing with it. I mean, that was like a stretching it out of your mouth. Yeah. Is that hygienic? I mean, my hands are clean. Oh boy. So sorry, sorry to have been distracted. You, you tend to be chewing lately on our podcast, so I don't know what the, now that there's a pen in your mouth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I won't, I won't, I won't embarrass you. But, no, I don't uh, mind. Typically, I always have something so that I'm holding. I, I think there's, I think there's two elements to succeeding at your goals. One is that the the goals, as we've been saying, have to be legitimate, and as you've been saying, they have to be manageable, and never overwhelming and then you know sometimes with the dieting and stuff as you say you know i want to lose 500 pounds 300 pounds 100 pounds whatever it is is it is it manageable considering your lifestyle considering your energetic needs considering etc uh, etc et so if you overwhelm yourself with the task or the goal this one surefire way you're going to burn out very quickly and the other is the self-discipline you know, so if your goal is legitimate and manageable, do you have the self-discipline? And I always look at self-discipline as a muscle. Do you, how do you see self-discipline? You're not born with self-discipline, right? You kind of learn it along the way. Yeah, I guess it's like, to me, it's like the investment you put in to mm-hmm. get what you Yeah, but what keeps desire. you going? You know, they say it's not, it's not the horse that pulls the cart. It's the oats that pull the horse forward, you know, it's the horse going after the oats. So what motivates you to keep going and going? Is it I think oat? it's whatever your, your why is, like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. at the root of it. And then it's not always pleasant along the way, but I think if you connect to the why and commit to yourself that you're going to follow through. Yeah. I mean, the doctor might say you need to lose 20 pounds because you have high blood pressure. I mean, so the why is evident. And I, I totally say I might agree with that diagnosis, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'll follow through and lose the weight and do the exercising and eat properly. So there's something a little bit more about self-discipline. It's, it's you know, that's why I say it's a muscle. And you were kind of alluding to it before that, you know, you have to have these small successes to build that muscle. You have to, earlier on, you said, believe and trust in yourself. Maybe that's the thing. If, if you have self-doubt, right, you're going to sabotage most of your, mm. your, your larger goals. If you have belief in yourself and trust, yeah, then I think that you can, you can endure because any change striving for a goal, there's always a period of discomfort where you have to endure whatever the, you know, going to the gym is just a simple analogy where, you know, it's, it's resistance training, it's effortful, it takes, you know, it takes discipline to do that, because it's not so easy. So I think the why is important. But I also think that, you know, the self trust and the self discipline comes from a belief in yourself. Yeah, I was just, I was just gonna say what we believe is what we become. Mm -hmm. Because if you believe I'm thinking of the marathon, like if you believe that you're a runner and you're, you are someone who deserves to accomplish something amazing, then you are likely going to succeed. It's like, um, I think it was Henry Ford who said, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're probably right. And I always, that always stuck with me. Cause it's like, if you believe you can do it and you're realistic about the path to get there, chances are you're going to succeed. 
But if you allow doubt to creep in and you're like, oh, I'm not really an athlete. Like I wasn't really meant to do this, but I'm going to try. Chances are it will not work. So I think even before starting action steps toward a goal, like the mental work is really important to, to understand like, what does it, what beliefs do you need to shift in order to believe you're worthy of the thing that you're trying to get? Yeah. And I think that belief is is so important because if if you as you say if you doubt your capability i mean that's that's hitting the brake pedal from the get go if you believe that you're going to do something that's the gas pedal and so you you're almost anticipating that that outcome is realistic that that outcome will be realized and we're mobilizing our energy and our discipline and we're creating the impetus to succeed and, you know, which, which brings up uh, the duality, success, failure. Sometimes it's important to realize that, we, you know, we're not going to succeed at every goal. How do we handle the failure? Does that, does that corrupt that self-belief? Does it create more self-doubt? So I think it's important how we handle the setbacks, because not every setback has to set you back. Is that mm-hmm. right? True. Have you ever had a setback? Yes, many times. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but setbacks build resilience, right? I think so. Yes, yeah. more than I think so. I I know that is true. Yeah, I think I think it's very true because basically that that also builds muscle too. If you handle a setback, and you know, it's like Rocky the movies, Rocky one, two, three, four, five. You know, you you keep coming back. Uh, from setbacks, it, it kind of emboldens you, it kind of strengthens you and, and you know, it kind of strengthens your resolve. So mm-hmm. sometimes uh, setbacks, which we all encounter, uh, are, are elements in the ultimate success and reason why we reach certain goals. It's, it's one thing about life itself. Um, we have to keep going. You know, it, it's so important to realize that success, failure, you know, it's, there are, there are like they teeter totter between yes and no, sometimes yes, sometimes no, but it's part of life. And you have said, and I always keep coming back to this because it, it affected me when you first said it, that we learn from everything. You had said in terms of relationships, you know, when someone we find obnoxious or distasteful that we ask. That's not me. Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's not the millennial. It's the baby boomer cell phone. What's and- so, oh, no. Close. Who's, stop, who's stop. calling you during podcast? Oh my God! It's your, it's Uncle Ron. Oh goodness! I'll call him when we get back. You don't want me to call him during this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. It might make for good entertainment. <laughs> I thought that was you. I, 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 I of course I'm you sorry thought it was me. The only reason I had my phone on to be all honest, because I don't want people to think I'm turning into this baby boomer wannabe millennial. It's mm-hmm. it's because I was. I had a timer going on my phone to time our podcast. So there you go. I have an excuse. Well, when mom listens to this podcast, she's going to be very impressed that your phone was nearby. Anyway, so we were, we were just talking about something before my phone rudely interrupted us. Um, uh, you were talking about... Setbacks, setbacks, was it? Um, yeah, but then there was something after that. <laughs> Play back the tape. Oh, so, No. So we were, anyway, we we're, we're talking about goals today, and uh, one of the things that is important, I think, is also that you know when we talk about self discipline, the dedication is to take it you know one day at a time. You know the old AA adage, 
one day at a time. And if you think too far ahead, uh, you can get overwhelmed just with what's ahead. And I, you and I have to come up with a better analogy than the marathon, but you know, I hate to keep bringing that up. Especially... Marathon's such a good analogy, though. I feel like yeah. I really want to one day write a book about how the marathon mirrors life. Like, I just think it's so true because you go through, you start, there's so many highs and lows and you have to just keep going. And there's, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it is, well, it is, it is, but we'll find one that works also. Because there's, <laughs> I'm sure there are certain sedate people that, that hate the fact that there are other people who go out and run marathons. But but basically, back to the one day at a time, if if someone is listening to this and they say, yeah, that's a good idea. I think I'll start training for a marathon. Well, that's great. And you do need some foresight. But if you have more of a here and now, what do I need to do today kind of approach? You know, there goes my phone again. Oh, my I tried goodness. to turn it off. This is unreal. Oh, God. What is Oh my God. I don't know what it is. You're very disruptive today. I, 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 I thought I turned it off. See, I don't know anything about my phone and I, I, I thought I turned it off, but it keeps coming on. So, but anyway, sorry about that. And you just chomped your gum gum. So we're, we're having this wild and woolly day today. Wait, but aside from my gum, can I say one other thing? Of course you don't need permission. <laughs> Just throw well, it out there. Because you were saying we have to take things one day at a time and not think about the future goal all the time, which I do agree with. But I also find visualization to be very powerful when you can um, think and try to feel into what will it feel like when I accomplish this goal that I want and actually allow for the sensations and the emotions to arise before it's really happened. Because that in and of itself is really motivating to actually imagine as if it's already here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So not to let yourself be overwhelmed, but to to almost like um, manifest it by. Mm -hmm. No, I, that's a good point. I, 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 I will adhere to that as well. I think that there are two aspects of this. One is that if, if in, if, thinking ahead too far causes you to feel anxious and overwhelmed. That's not a great thing. Rooting yourself into a visualization of achieving something can be very motivating and it's not overwhelming. So the difference would be if you're introducing a kind of a, a frustration or anxiety about how am I going to manage the time and what am I going to, you know, that's, that's not a good thing in goal pursuit, but it is a good thing to have the balance of a one day at a time attitude in terms of what I need to do today, keeping the visualization as the backdrop to that. So yes. I think together those things. Work, yeah, work totally. Well. I know at the marathon, like I, every day I would, even if I would start off just doing a three mile run or whatever it was, I always would imagine as I finished my run that I was crossing the finish line, the day of the race. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I would feel that exhilaration over and over and over again until I knew that it was real. It just, I had to get there. Yeah. Um, so that for me is very helpful. Yeah, it's, it is, it is a great analogy for lots of life experiences, especially when uh, you're running a marathon and you get an injury and then you have to stop your training. And then that, that routine becomes, you know, that, that since I have said earlier, we are creatures of continuity and we become so anxious. Life is, People are people are complicated, aren't we? Yeah, you're, you're, we are complicated you're, beings. Do you think I'm complicated? Do I think you're complicated? I think you are. I think I think that you are fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get out of that one? Answer. Huh? No, that was nice. 
Wow. Nice, nicely done. Took me off the spot. Oh, listen, before we go on, you know, uh, we missed last week, so you didn't have an opportunity to ask me. Do you know ask what you what? What time is it? Yeah, yeah. You usually ask me. Oh, well, I'm, I'm breaking the continuity now. I'm, oh. I'm, what time is it? Oh, thanks for asking. It is. <laughs> Join me on this self-coaching time. Uh, as the <laughs> saying goes, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. The longer you do nothing about what you want in life, the longer you will live with empty dreams. Wishful thinking can never replace purpose-driven action. A successful life doesn't come looking for you. It must be sought, pursued, and embraced. Understand that a big reason why you quit on your goals isn't because it's too hard, too frustrating, or too complicated. You quit because you allow yourself to believe it's too hard, frustrating, or complicated. The person who refuses to accept negativity is the person who will always triumph. Starting today, aim at something, risk believing in yourself, and then pull the trigger of action. Love it. Okay. I'm trying to think what I'm going to aim at today. Okay. What are you going to aim at today? I'm going to aim at finishing this podcast and letting life unfold. See, I'm, I'm oh. going to be, uh, I'm not going to be kind of linear about my life today. I'm going to, but don't you have to be specific about your goal? I feel like you're kind of, that's kind of a copy. No, 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 no. I mean, we can live our lives spontaneously and inject goals as well. I mean, I have goals that I'm not abandoning because I'm going to let life. I may, I may gravitate toward one of my goals, but I may not. So, is your goal to just be today? <laughs> to be present? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going. Well, I'm going to be until something grabs me. That's, that's maybe the best way I could put it. There's the disciplined part of life, the goal-oriented part of life, and then there's the in-between where we just kind of, oh, oh. Mm, I love that part of life. Yeah, you do. So that's all I've got for today. Um, you know, it's it's like the chasing that rainbow. Whether it's a dream or a vision, I think it uh, it's always fun to have goals and be moving forward towards something. Yes, I agree. That's it. Uh, anything else before we go? I know this is the part where where mom says, end it, end it. <laughs> mom and I listened to these podcasts on Monday, and she is uh, a wonderful critic, as is Erin, our, our, what is she? Our, our, our fact checker. Fact checker, right. Mm-hmm. And, and mom is the one that knows just when these podcasts should have ended five minutes earlier. So she's guaranteed she, she's shaking her head right now saying mm-hmm, this should have ended five minutes earlier. So <laughs> perhaps we should heed her advice. I think it's time to pack it up, pack okay. our tents and pack head it in. and visit our website, selfcoaching.net, where you could learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, check out my latest number one best-selling book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. So until next time, Remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you are not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join Lauren. Now, what did I say I was going to call you? I forgot. You called me your goal-oriented daughter. 
Yeah, but I never I came, we had came I don't up really with, feel like that's uh, so accurate. No, there was something else. Oh, John. Whimsical creature? That's it. So join <laughs> Lauren, my the whimsical creature and me every week. <laughs> and let's make it simple together. Whimsical creature. I'm trying to think of all these little Disney things. Oh well. See you next week, kid. Bye, Dad. Bye. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on. And-